Hello Angels, welcome to Heaven on Earth podcast with Dr. Bibi. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today. I would like to discuss the Heaven on Earth hierarchy model. This model is what I use to simplify um, my philosophy of Heaven on Earth, having a pleasant experience while we are on this earth, simplifying and nullifying things that hinder us uh, from having more pleasant experience while we're still alive. Now, this hierarchy is based on three principles. The first one is self-identity. The second one is purpose. The third one is passion. The self-identity being at the base because we cannot progress to the next until the base is sorted. So self-identity is the base followed by the purpose then passion is at the one that is at the peak. So with self-identity, we have to answer um, the question of who am I and why am I here, which is a big question that all of us at some point in our lives will have and we need answers to. So now with purpose, the question to answer there is, what is my function towards creation? With passion, the question to answer there is, how can I share and profit from my gifts and talents. So just going um, a bit more into self-identity. Self-identity is about, like we're saying, who are you and why are you here? So this is question is a question that can only be asked by the one who has created us. Um, if, we, if anybody else were to give you an answer to this, um, they will be overstepping their boundaries because no one created you. You were created by God and it's only God who can answer who you are. So now he tells us that he's created all of us in his image. Even though when you look at each other, we don't look the same. But what makes us similar is his nature in us. The encouraging thing about this is that when you understand who you are and why you're here, it simplifies your decisions and it makes it easy for you to be able to fulfill your function. So now, who is God? God says he is love, and love is God. And he also likens himself to the fruits of the Spirit, because if you look closely to the, the, character, that are the character traits that are described with the fruits of the Spirit, they are very much similar with those that are described um, with what love is. So God is love, love is God, and the fruits of the Spirit is just another form of what God is. Just to simplify, to, to make it easy for us to understand who we are and to relate to our nature. Because uh, along the way, we go through so many things to a point that we are confused and we look for answers from the wrong people, from the wrong sources, which makes this experience even harder and more confusing because then you have so, so many more decisions to make based on the wrong source. So the other thing about um, our identity is, you know, the recipe to finding who you are is by going to him. And how he puts it in another way is he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added unto you. Because when we seek him and know him, then we'll know ourselves. But most of the time we make the mistake of seeking things and only when we fail or when things don't work out or we are frustrated, 
only then do we go back to asking him to help us, to tell us what to do, to show us direction. But he's made it easy. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. All as in all. So that simplifies the question of saying, do I go there first or do I get that first? Because if your foundation is good, everything else that follows after that is much simpler. Now, if we're able to align ourselves with the identity that God has given us, um, then what that does for us is it triggers you know, confidence and courage because we don't have to always be trying to fit in into somebody else's um, identity of us or us defining ourselves or identity according to our circumstances, according to our mistakes and our victories. Now, when we have the proper definition from the source of who we are, it makes it easy for us and it gives us the confidence to continuously pursue things that we need to pursue and to stop things that we need to stop because our confidence comes from knowing who we are. And then with that, what will be yielded from that is authority. Then you live your life in authority of knowing that you are in alignment with your creator. And what that does is even sometimes when you are faced with situations where we would refer to them as peer pressures, you release yourself from that because you know you don't have to fit into other people's views of how things are supposed to be because as long as the one who has created you has told you who you are and you are affirmed in that identity, then you know you, you're okay. As long as he's, he's okay, you're okay with him, then everything should fall into place. Then it just releases you from always trying to please people or fit in into other people's vision of yourself or how you're supposed to be living your life. I will move over to, to purpose. So now purpose is defined as the reason for which something is created or why something exists. So now then it will translate to is that for you to know what, why you are here, why, why you are existing, the one who has created you is the only one, again, that can define your function. Because when he created you, he had a plan, he had a vision in mind, and he, when he sent you, to this earth already there was how to use this manual. So now purpose is not something that you're going to discover. It's not something that you're going to feel inspired. It's not something that you're going to go for a course to discover your purpose because from the time you were created, your purpose was defined. The question then becomes, then what is my purpose? So with purpose, God defines the roles of purpose uh, between a man and a woman. So now for a man, the purpose that God has given to a man is to be able to provide and to protect. For a woman, a purpose that God has given to a woman is to be able to be a nurturer to her husband and a nurturer to the kids. So this answers, you know, that space that most of us exist in where we're always asking ourselves if we are kings or queens and Sometimes as women, we're calling ourselves kings. So there's an element of confusion of role playing because we've tried to modernize what God has created already before we even existed, before that, before there were even trends. So now when we understand that God already created a function for a man 
and a function for a woman, it's clear that there is no competition between the two. Everyone must stay in their role so that they can fulfill their purpose. So now when a woman tries to take over the man's purpose, it's a problem, and vice versa. A man trying to take over a woman's purpose is going to be a problem. And yes, we can try and do this and um, change roles because we can do it, because it's our right, because we have a choice. But we always see that it doesn't work. It does not work. I'm yet to see somebody who says, um, I'm acting like a man and um, I'm fulfilling uh, what I'm supposed to fulfill on this earth and I'm seeing the results I'm supposed to see. I've got peace around it. I can sleep at night. I can you know, still be inspired to wake up in the morning and get to do other things. So now there's no competition between what a man is supposed to do and what a woman is supposed to do. But for a man being the provider and the protector, that is his primary function. But now it doesn't mean he cannot supplement um, the woman's role of helping in the nurturing of the home, so to say. The same for the woman. The woman is primarily a nurturer and uh, a homemaker. So now, but it doesn't mean a woman cannot supplement what the man is doing, meaning also being able to produce. As long as there's that clarity to say, what is my primary function and what is my secondary function? Because that understanding makes so, so many things so much more clearer and it makes life so much easier because uh, we need to remember that when we don't fit into what we're supposed to do, the people that will be mostly um, impacted are the children. Because the children are a product of the father and the mother. Primary issues that we do not clarify, that confusion is going to filter through to our own children and their children's children. So it becomes a generational problem of just not being at the right base. When it comes again to the provider and the protector, we're not just talking about um, provision of money. Provision of money is very important but we're also talking about a provision of uh, emotional provision, physically being there because sending money or providing money alone is not enough because a person is not made up of just needs that are met by money. There's psychological needs, there's emotional needs, there's spiritual needs that are met when somebody understands that their responsibility is holistic. So the money is important, but the other aspects of providing and protecting are also just as important. So now with the woman also, it's a holistic nurturing um, to, to the husband and to the children. So it's not just about food, for example. Um, the man uh, to, towards the husband, you're looking at making sure, of course, that the home is, is pleasant, is warm, is clean, uh, clothes are clean. He can get to work organized and all of that. But for a man, there's this special um, nurturing called, we can refer to it as consolation, but this sexual intimacy is actually very important for a man. And sometimes as ladies, we undermine this, um, especially when you're working hard, you're also busy during the day, you have a lot of things that you're managing, you get home and you neglect this role. And we even justified in our own minds why we can't do it. But unfortunately for a man physically and psychologically and spiritually actually, that role is important to fulfill. So now, unless if there's a physiological problem, which you should be seeing a doctor for, we should be working on our minds all the time to make sure that it can happen because there's something 
that happens for a man when you give him that sexual intimacy. There's something that unlocks within him to wake up in the morning the next day and go and fight another battle so that he can come back home with food and can afford to, you know, to provide the security that we need on all levels as a family. So this is something that we need to be conscious of and work on all the time and not take for granted because um, it's a space that only you should fulfill and you don't want to necessarily, you know, make it easy for someone to start doing this outside of this context as you being the, the excuse. Of course, it's an excuse because everybody's responsible for their own actions, but you don't want to just deprive somebody something that they're supposed to get from you, but you are happy when they give to you what they're supposed to give to you. So now the nurturing around the kids has to do with making sure that, of course, the kids are eating, they're eating well, they're going to school, their schoolwork is is up to date. You talk to the teachers to find out how your kids are doing at school. You always want to find out who are their friends. Uh, You get to meet the parents to the friends because the parents are going to give a reflection of the type of um, friends that your, your child is hanging around with. And the child themselves gives an indication of how they are being raised at home. So it's a holistic thing and you need to be developing your child's uh, creativity, also making sure that you know they do extramural activities because it does something for their own development when they're able to uh, do a bit of music, whether it's drawing, whether it's sport. Um, but find ways of developing your kids in a holistic way. And importantly, even this cannot happen in your absence. You have to physically be there. The nanny cannot do it for you. You have to make time. If you are working uh, most of the day, you just um, have to commit that at least every day, an hour, just to check up on the kids, how their day was, their challenges, their victories, what they fear. Because if you don't attend to that, they're going to find someone who's going to attend to those questions. And sometimes the answers might not be what you had hoped for, for your kids. And the beautiful thing about when we are aligned with our purpose is that it triggers um, a sense of fulfillment. And now with purpose, um, we have to just understand and be clear that with purpose, you don't have to be inspired. With purpose is something that you do because it has to be done. It's a responsibility. It's a duty. Um, this is important to understand because I think most of us confuse purpose and passion. So now passion cannot come before purpose and purpose and passion must not be confused because um, if we do that, that's when uh, we're creating a lot of dysfunction in families, which then results in dysfunction in societies and further dysfunction in um, the next generations to come. And the beautiful thing about when we are aligned with our purpose and we are fulfilled because we have a sense of fulfillment because we are fulfilling our function is that it yields as a, a, a reality in actual fact of having favor from God because we are aligned with his vision for us. You get favor from God while you are still alive uh, for you, for your family and for the things that you you aspire to achieve for the sake of your family. And even beyond your own life, God will still bless you because you you are able to fulfill what you were created for. And the highest worship to God is when we fulfill what he has created us for. Because remember, it will say to him as the creator that he has succeeded. 
in creating a product that was able to fulfill its function. Now, with passion, passion is the peak of it all. Passion is definitely not the foundation, uh, but it's something that is at the peak. And with passion, it has to do with our gifts and our talents that we are meant to share in the world. We are meant to develop them so that we are able to profit from them. That is the desire for, for God. That is God's desire around um, our gifts and talents. That's why in the Bible, there's a place, a few places where he shows how if you are given a gift and you're not able to multiply it, he takes it away from you. It's a heavenly principle. God gives us gifts and talents so that we're able to express his presence through those gifts and talents. And he also expects us to be able to profit from them so that this will be able to you know, help us to take care of our families because sometimes uh, your, your talent can be able to take care of your family. Sometimes your talent is just going to be something that inspires you. Um, when you do it, you feel inspired. And it brings that's just that sense of just being very happy, very creative. You can do it for hours without being exhausted. But now the mistake that most of us make is you're inspired and it just kind of collapses there. You never profit from that. And you end up being discouraged with your own gifts and talents and thinking that, okay, maybe you're doing something wrong. Usually that comes in either when you prioritize passion over purpose or you've prioritized your purpose, fine. You are focused on your passion, but you are not confident enough to be able to say, guys, this is my gift that I offer to you. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to give my best to you using my gift, but I'll also appreciate that you appreciate the value that I bring to you using my gift. So now that is another level to this because we are meant to multiply and profit from these gifts because they are God-given. Nobody gives us gifts and talents. And um, just with this gifts and talents, there's a difference. Sometimes, you know, when you are providing in terms of provision, you don't have to be inspired or have use your gift or talent to be able to provide because sometimes it takes time to develop the gift and the talent. Sometimes you just have to be trained a certain skill um, so that you can get to work and produce because for a man not to produce, that affects your own confidence if you're not able to produce. And the reason that happens is because by design, you are able, you are, you are made to be able to produce so that you are fulfilled, that when you have produced and you're able to take care of your family and protect your family, then you feel like you are, it gives you your highest place of existence. So now when you're able to uh, provide and protect your family, there's a sense of fulfillment um, that you experience that no one can take from you. And it makes it easy for you to even engage in relationships, in the relationship with your, with your wife and your kids because you know you're doing what you're supposed to do. And it's easy for your wife to submit to you because she respects you for honoring what you're supposed to do. And it's also easy for the kids to admire you because they can see uh, what you are doing for them, what they, are able, what they are able to achieve because of your hard work. So in closing, I would just like to pursue this heaven on earth experience, which just basically means that, you know, creating a life 
that is simplified, that is inspiring, so to say, that is fulfilling, because that is what God has meant for us in this life, to nullify and minimize all the other challenges that actually wants to take this experience from us and be encouraged to know that this is actually what God has wanted for us and not allow people to give us um, rituals and rules uh, around us desiring to, you know, to live a life of purpose on this earth and promising us that we'll only experience heavenly things once we, we are no longer here. So this is something that you have to decide that you want and you're going to go to the basics and seek um, from the one that who has created you, who you are, to tell you who you are, to tell you what is your function, and to show you what gifts and talents he has given to you, he has freely given to you. Because when we align ourselves with that, everything else falls into place. Heaven on earth becomes a reality. Heaven on earth becomes an experience that you allow yourself and you are affirmed to experience on this very earth. Thank you for watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast. If you enjoyed watching or listening, please do follow and continue to listen. And remember, you are the angel that you need. And you are also the angel that someone else is praying for. <laughs>